Welcome back to the Librarian Linkover podcast. I am your host, Laureen Kennard. I started this podcast to show the value of our transferable skills. My guests are changing the way people view librarians, as well as providing career ideas for us to consider. Many of my guests have been successful in taking their skills to industry. My guest today has done just that. Tashiri Tribbett is Client Success Manager at Case Text, the most widely used AI legal research technology. Tashiri, welcome to the Librarian Linkover. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing it. Tell us about your work and what kind of projects you take on. Sure. So like you stated, I am a client success manager at Case Text, and we are a legal technology company based out of Silicon Valley. In my role, I am responsible for assisting in new client launches and orientation. Um, I focus on web and on-site trainings for our platform, and um, I provide user support to new clients. Uh, I handle day-to-day communications with our enterprise enterprise law clients and things like that. Just really honing the relationship, making sure people are well-trained on the platform and answering any questions that they may have. Nice. Um, What kind of traditional, I'm known for using air quotes on my podcast. What kind of traditional library skills do you use in your job? Sure. So customer service is the number one thing that I provide uh, day-to-day as librarians, of course everyone is a patron. So uh, that's going to be the biggest thing that I do. But then um, also really it's a reference interview of sorts. So when people sit down for their 30 minute one-on-one session with me, I go over the platform and give them ample time to answer questions or excuse me, ask questions. And I try to do like a reference interview of sorts and say exactly like, what kind of cases are you working for? How exactly do you want to use the platform? What kind of research are you familiar with already doing just so they can know that they can replicate the skills they use with other platforms on our platform. Where did you get your interest in non-traditional library roles or how did your career take you in that direction? Um, I reconciled a long time ago uh, at the beginning (laughs) of my profession that getting a position with librarian in the title would probably be pretty difficult. I really wanted a job that would pay me well and keep me interested. So I wasn't very particular in the kind of job that I was looking for. Um, I quickly determined that working with the public was not for me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can see, I can see uh, <laughs> the value in that. <laughs> right. I quickly determined that, that that wasn't something that would work for me. So um, I applied for things that would um, have at least one foot in the librarian experience, um, maybe research oriented or showing people how to do things because that's something I I, I was interested in. Um, I also knew that another degree would complement my librarian degree because um, I had aspirations of being an academic librarian, but uh, after working in a university setting for three years, I was like, no, that's probably not, (laughs) not going to, to be it for me. Um, I knew that I didn't want to get a JD. Uh, My brain was tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, I couldn't devote everything I needed to getting a JD. So um, I looked for an additional degree that would enhance and complement my library skills, but I wouldn't have to learn something completely brand new from scratch. So, you know, I did my librarian thing and I researched things uh, (laughs) and I settled on information architecture and interaction design. Um, 
So information architecture, since it focuses on the uh, organizing, structuring, and labeling of content, um, that that was very complementary to me to the skill set that I already had in librarianship. So it worked out. Great. How do you add value to your organization because of your library skills and experiences? So at CaseText, uh, CaseX is a startup. We have a ton of geniuses on our staff and they know so much and they've created such wonderful platforms. We have a lot of information. And um, when I started, uh, I, I was definitely new to the startup environment. Um, so just compiling the information in a place that was easily accessible for me and anyone else that would go on to get hired after me, like mm -hmm. um, just finding the information and um, and placing it in a way that would make it easy to get to um, establishing like written documentation, uh, mm -hmm. things that you would see like in a more traditional kind of work environment. Startups don't necessarily have because they're just, they're go, go, go. So um, just doing that kind of stuff. Um, I'm also able to give experience on how I've rolled out uh, technology uh, within a law firm. Um, I'm able to go ahead and give user experience feedback, um, adoption technique feedback, um, user workflow design ideas, things like that. What types of positions have you reported to? Like what lines of businesses, what lines of business have your positions fallen under? Um, Right now, I report to the senior director of revenue because my particular role is uh, in the sales group. Um, when I worked at uh, Greenberg Traurig for six years, I reported to the director of innovative solutions. Um, we were under the shared services department because we weren't we're an, we were an international law firm, but I didn't just report to my local area. I we worked worldwide. Um, I've also reported to an associate director for instructional services uh, and head of interlibrary loan. Nice. What are some ways you've saved your organization's money? So um, with my experience, I'm able to go over various knowledge solutions in depth with patrons based on their research needs. And that tends to save a lot of money. So um, if you're not well versed in how to do research, um, if you don't know how to search well, you can't do efficient searching on platforms and you can easily run into tens of thousands of dollars worth of research <laughs> in days. Like I've had that happen and I've had to have those conversations with attorneys. Um, <laughs> so in a situation like that, I would go ahead and say, you know, what are you looking for? What are you attempting to do? And I'm able to pivot them into um, a platform such as case text, for example, which doesn't cost anything in addition to what your firm has already paid, right? You're never going to incur any fees on that platform. So thousands upon thousands of dollars with the, with the right knowledge of pointing people to where they need to be. So valuable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one thing that we undersell or that people don't get is the amount of money we save organizations because we know where to look and we know how to search. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's definitely my goal that, you know, after someone meets with me in any capacity, I've saved them time. I've shown them how to save money and I've shown them how to be successful with what they want to do. So valuable. 
what kind of goals do you have in your position? Um, I like my main goal is to have each user walk away with at least one new thing that they didn't know about the platform. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing about case text is it's constantly growing. Like we're, we are constantly rolling out brand new ideas and we're really shaking up legal technology. So, um, I definitely, I, I want to be there for a good time and a long time. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it, it's a great, fantastic team. So I'm just, I'm super, um, I'm super excited to be there. I, I feel very valued there and um, I just want to see them grow in any way I can be part of that change. I'm going to be grateful for. All good things. Yes. What suggestions can you give librarians who want to pursue jobs in non-traditional library roles? Apply for whatever sparks your interest. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and don't be hung up on job title. I think that a lot of librarians, we go to library school and we're like, oh, this is like my ideal job. This is what I really want to do. And we, we put ourselves in a box when we apply for jobs and we apply for them based on title as opposed to based on what the job entails. Open your mind. like. The titles that I've had over the years, I I hadn't thought about any of those. <laughs> you know, they just they just happened to come on my radar, and I said yes. And my by saying yes a lot more than you say no, you will have so many opportunities that open up to you with our degree. That's great advice. And the point of doing my podcast, we have so many <laughs> transferable skills. So thank you for saying that. So transferable, <laughs> like people. You have no idea. Like, <laughs> people have no idea of what we do. They, we're still very pigeonholed, um, very stereotypical when people think of librarian. But I mean, we can do it all, honestly. Well, we sure can. And we don't like to talk about it. Because mm -mm. I used to ask a question of, you know, how do you feel like you're more qualified in your position than someone who doesn't have a library degree? And most people don't want to say they are. I'm like, you're getting missing the point of my podcast. Right. <laughs> the point is you are. <laughs> that's yeah, why I have are. you on here <laughs> because you, you are, are more qualified. Right. Tell we don't like degree. to brag about it. You know, we don't, it's not even bragging. We don't even like that. We don't like to talk about how we're good at stuff. We're good at everything. Right. And you know what? And I'm glad he brought that up. So like, seriously, you are your biggest champion. You are mm -hmm. your biggest cheerleader. Um, the world is going to discount you and count you out before anything so don't so don't let you do that to yourself right there are going right. to be plenty of opportunities for people to discount you and <laughs> right people. you don't need to do that to yourself you know right. um, you you did the degree you have the chops you know what to do just just go out and kill it right don't let anyone tell you that you can't exactly why did you go to library school and based on your career so far does that reasoning still hold Library school was the only way that I would be able to get a librarian position, and I knew that. And it was a personal mm -hmm. goal for me um, ever since I was 16. I never wanted to do anything else. I knew the degree was going to open the door. Um, I also knew that it would fall on me to stay there, right, and to take it and make it what it was. And it's the best thing I've ever done for my career. I have had so many opportunities that I never imagined. Um, my career has taken me places uh, that I, I never dreamed of and 110% would do it again. That's awesome. 
That's a good um, ad for library school. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this today. This has been really great. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had a really, really good time. I We should have recorded what we were talking before we started recording. <laughs> we'll save that for the... Uh, the um the uh the patreon right right the, patreon, right? the librarian after hours chat. that's right <laughs> <laughs> thank you to tashari tribbett for being my guest today on the librarian link over and thank you to everyone for being so supportive since i started this podcast please comment on the episodes on the librarianlinkover.com and check there for future content also on social media at live linkover on twitter the librarian linkover on linkedin or the librarian link over on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.